This week on the Coach Mac Podcast, we talk about the new series between Central Michigan and Michigan State as the two programs will link up three times in the upcoming future. Also, three new transfers were officially added to the CMU football program. We'll get Coach Mac's thoughts on the new additions. And our guests this week are Gay Ebers Frankoviak, CMU graduate in 1975, and her husband Michael Frankoviak, who was Central Michigan's quarterback and kicker when they won the 1974 D2 National Championship. We'll check in on the Frankoviaks and talk about the impact they continue to have on Central Michigan. All of that and more coming up on this episode of the Coach Mac Podcast. Coach McElwain, we're back for another week, and this time we're in person. Good to see you. It, it's great to see you from this six feet distance away that we're at. Um, but it, as I can tell, um, you haven't had anybody come like, illegally to give you a haircut during this because I know we still haven't opened up. <laughs> I, I like the hairdo you got going. Uh, you can tell that I also didn't learn how to cut my own hair <laughs> no, through that's... this quarantine. That's something I should have picked up. So there, there used to be a device way back that they used to advertise called the Flow B2000. The Flow B2000. I think you ought to research that. <laughs> I, I really do. And for anybody that, you know, listens out there, I think that's a that'd be a really good look for you right there. Just go get yourself a Flow B2000 and go to work. You know what? I'm going to have to look into that, see see what I can find. Uh, my hair is getting long. You've got a nice haircut, though. you trimmed up and looking good. Coach has got, always got to be looking good. Yeah, you know, it's one of those deals, and, and uh, I might have had an opportunity <laughs> – at a place that I was at that didn't close down the hairdresser, so I, I was I was in pretty good shape. You know, I think you know just a, a few more people than I do. You got some connections. <laughs> yeah, some there ends. you go. <laughs> uh, well, hey, I wanted to to peel back the curtain a little bit because uh, last week we had a, a little mishap with the interview. So if you're getting an opportunity and listen to last week's podcast, of course we had Greg McElroy on, and uh, I got to give a shout out to Karen McElwain, your wife. She saved me because my recording device actually froze on me during the interview, so I didn't get any of it, and she happened to be with you and recorded everything on her phone. So not only did she have to send me the the entire 32-minute interview, you can only send intervals of it, so she had to send me like two-and-a-half to three-minute segments, that meticulous timing it up, and it took her a long time, and... God bless her. She sent it out to me, and, and now we hear Greg McElroy. So I have to give her a shout-out. I know she's one of our three listeners. Yeah, so. exactly. I was like, <laughs> why are you recording this? You're sitting right here. you know. But uh, uh, glad she did because, boy, it was great to reminisce with Greg. And, and, you know, for those that have been able to listen to it, and I think we put it out Tuesday, I think it was, finally. Um, if anybody was looking for it, uh, I, that is must-listen radio. I agree. I, I know you, you always will grill me at the end and say, Adam, are you still there? You, you want to partake? And I'm like, that interview, I didn't at all because you guys were just reminiscing about awesome stories. And, I mean, Coach, you, you could you could certainly tell that you made an impact on him. He made an impact on you, and it was really fun to listen to. Yeah, it's it, it's fun doing these. And, in, in, you know, I'm looking forward to today's guests as well. This is going to be a, this is going to be a lot of fun for uh, a lot of people that follow the chips. So. This will be our first two-for-one interview. Not just one, but we yeah. get the couple coming in here. We do. We get, uh, of course, uh, the quarterback of the 74 National Championship team and Mike Frankoviak and, and his wife, Gay Ebers Frankoviak. And, and uh, you, know, you talk about um, not only two people that really have had unbelievable careers, but careers that meant a lot because of what they did at Central Michigan that helped them propel, and, and I think that this will be a lot of fun for us. True Chippewas through and through. Went here, graduated, and they've been given back and coming back since. So you love to, to see that, and we'll get a chance to talk to them. Since we are talking about being back, we talked yeah. a lot about voluntary workouts. So give us a little update of some of the guys. Hopefully you've seen them around and uh, doing some football things here as we're getting closer and closer. Right, so um, – you know, the official kind of report date back, uh, and it's totally voluntary uh, for every one of our guys, um, you know, getting tested, making sure that we're, we're, we're going through every safety protocol uh, that, that is at our, uh, you know, that we're able to do to help their safety, you know, while they're here. Uh, but these guys have just been biting it a bit to get back. Um, you know, we're going to have probably about 53 or so kids back in on – on uh, on on Monday on the 15th and uh, with that 
you know, before they're able to do anything and that kind of thing, there's a lot of procedures that we have to do to, to make sure from a safety standpoint, um, you know, they're in really good shape. And, uh, uh, our medical staff has been fantastic. Joel and, and the strength staff have an unbelievable plan set. It's going to look a lot different, you know, just with the different ways we need to check in and check out of the building, uh, the the group and the distancing. You know, obviously, uh, uh, you know, they're unable to do workouts inside without the mask, which some of the asthmatic guys, you know, I mean, that's a that's an issue. So we've created a a great weight room uh, up in the concourse of the stadium, uh, which they'll be able to uh, spread out, um, you know, clean everything between lifts. And, and, you know, the other shout out is our, our, our locker room staff, you know, both equipment and the, the, the janitorial service that, that we have um, have done an outstanding job and will continue in a, in a three-part way of basically disinfecting every piece that, that they may come in contact with. Um, but the exciting thing is the kids just can't wait to get here. And that's great. Coach, you're, you've always preached you got to evolve as a head coach, and, and you have enough on your plate as it is just getting ready for a season. But this year, how much have you learned about some of the different health and safety actions that you're having to tape with, with everything we've been going through? Well, I tell you what, this has really been, from that standpoint, it really is helping us as an organization, um, you know, sit down and meticulously go through each detail uh, that that we need to do in 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 order to help the safety and well-being of our players, and that's ultimately what this is all about in in anything that we do. And so I think that there's some practices now that'll happen um, that will carry on forever. You know, that I think are really really fantastic ideas and thoughts. Um, so I think that that part's really good. Um, and, you know, as, as you say, evolve, um, you know, here's the amazing thing. I actually forwarded a couple emails today. You know, I mean, that hasn't happened. I, I had to ask some people, how do you, you know, I mean. We're not so, zooming anymore. You know, you know, there were some, you know, so, I mean, this has been uh, this has been a great learning experience for all of us. It is crazy how you do something for so long and then you go away from it just for a touch and it takes you a second to remember how to do it and get back into the norm. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's great to be back, you know, and, and uh, you know, for us, we're, you know, we're out here in the trailers, uh, you know, we're going to get an opportunity to walk through the building in waves. I understand that the progress has been outstanding. Uh, you know, my hat's off to those workers who have been working through all of this uh, as they're moving forward. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I've got to tell you, just great to see the staff. And uh, for us to be able to convene, we, we're doing everything in the big team meeting room. So we're, you know, properly distanced, obviously the mask and, and whatever it is we can do to, to maintain our health, right? Um, but there's just something pretty special about seeing a guy in person and not looking at him through a computer. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole different feeling, that tangible feeling. And how about just being able to see the stadium in yeah. person? I, remember, you did pretty well there last year at Kelly Shorts, and it's yeah. right out the window. Yeah, and we've got to be able to maintain that. That That's the number one goal. Win all your home games and make it a place no one wants to come play. And uh, that that's really the goal of what we're doing. And and, uh, and yet, you know, it's it's it, it's really good to see some movement even back in town, you know, um, uh, you know, Monday went to Hunter's Ale House. I was looking for you. They had our stage. I was wondering did, if we were going to do something. You know, but, I didn't get the uh, invite, Coach. Yeah. Someday, hopefully, I'll, I'll get to that level. <laughs> I hear you. But being on that back patio, uh, you know, there was a, a live musician there. Mm -hmm. um, seeing, you know, how people were socially distancing, you know, it. it I, I think it'll work. You know, yeah. I really do. You know, that – tables of six and, and the servers. Uh, but I tell you what, Johnny Hunter in, in his places, it's just great for the town um, to see people back and enjoying some of those things that they can enjoy. You get some of that good food and those good beverages oh, they have over um, there. You know what? Uh, you know, th this, you know, this is broadcast a long way, right? And a lot of people <laughs> are listening. So 
Let's just say I stopped at the great food. You stopped at the great food. How's Perfect. That? We'll keep it PG. Yeah, for this there podcast. you go. There you go. Hey, well, we're talking about Kelly's Short Stadium and, and how great you guys have been there, but you also want to be good on the road. And big news came out last week that a new series renewal with Michigan State, three more games coming up 2023, 27, and 30. Chances all will be down in East Lansing, right down the road, easy for the fans to commute, but uh, always great when those two teams get together. No, and, and I tell you what, I'm I'm really grateful to Michigan State, you know, for, for stepping up and, and – you know, choosing to do that and, and picking us, you know, they, they could pick anybody. And I think it's great. I think these games, uh, as many as we can do, uh, especially within this footprint, but within the state, I think it's great for our fans. I think that, you know, there, there's people that cheer for us that, that go maybe to the Michigan state games when, when that, but they're going to be able to see the chips. And, uh, you know, I, I just think it really makes sense and in today's world with, uh, you know, w- with what we've dealt with now with the, with the COVID, um, I really think you're going to start to see more regional games scheduled mm-hmm. as we go. Um, you know, I've had a lot of talks with Coach Harbaugh. Uh, would love to be able to go to the big house and play as well. Obviously, people are scheduled way out. But maybe some of that might change, you know, as, as we do maybe look at some more regional-type games. I just think it's fantastic. And, and really, thanks so much to Michigan State and, and uh, their administration to making it happen. You're slipping in some potential breaking news someday with the talking to Jim Harbaugh and hoping to play at Michigan. That, that would be pretty cool. You know, I think it would be fantastic. And, and uh, you know, it's, and again, anytime we get that opportunity and, and for us and our fans, you know, to be able to make it a car ride, you know, to, to go watch someone play, um, I, I just think it's, it's, it's healthy. And, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt that the Chippewas have had pretty good su- success in East Lansing. They've won a few times there. I, I know you don't – you know I bring these games up all the time, but they've had good success down there at Spartan Stadium. Well, so what are you giving them bulletin board material <laughs> already? I think we can stay away from that, right? I mean, let's just, let's just go in there with a good ball squad and see what happens. Blame it all on me. Uh, five, uh, three years down the road, Adam Jackson was talking some smack in the trailers in Mount Pleasant. Hey, Coach, well, the other thing that came out, so we had the, the, the games being unveiled for Michigan State, but also officially your transfers have come into the program. Three new ones that came out in a piece last week on CMUChippewas.com. If you missed it, go check it out. But I wanted to ask you about those three guys. I know you've talked a little bit about them, and we got into the quarterbacks a little bit last week. But let's start with Ty Brock, a, a guy that's from Texas. He played at Sam Houston State. What can you tell us about the 210-pounder that's uh, hopefully hoping to compete and have a chance to be quarterback coming up in the next couple of years and this year? Well, first of all, you checked with compliance. It's okay for me to comment on these guys, right? I believe okay. it is. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I just want to check. You know, just want to check. But, you know, Ty's a guy, babe. We were actually really – we've been aware of a, a long time ago. He was a really highly recruited player, uh, quarterback out of Texas as a high school player. Um, got injured, which actually kind of put him to where he, he ended up going to Sam Houston, uh, you know, where he was a really good player there. Uh, obviously a graduate transfer that's able to come in and, and, and play and – and actually looking at the possibility of two years and uh, not just a one-for-one. One. So, um, you know, we're excited about that, especially, you know, where we're at at the quarterback position from even a sheer numbers standpoint. You know, I think uh, this will be really good, and he's he's going to be great in that room. He's He comes from, the uh, you know, a, a, an athletic background, um, and, uh, you know, we're excited to get him here. He'll be here on Monday. Now, he's a guy that uh, played in 21 games last couple of years, as Coach mentioned, nearly 4,000 yards, 24 touchdowns. He also was a finalist for the Jerry Rice Award, which is the top freshman in FCS. So two yeah. years ago, I mean, he's he's put up some really good numbers for Sam Houston State. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we're like I said, it's, uh, you know, anytime I think the beauty of, of the game is when you have strength at a position, it builds competition within that position. And now those guys get a little bit better, you know. Uh, they know that, that that competition is there. And, and you know what, that they'll compete in, and be great teammates as well. 
On the other side of the ball, you've had success with Iowa State, bringing in an offensive lineman last year. Now you're going to go to a cornerback and a guy that's actually from the state of Michigan in Richard Bowens the third. Right. Uh, you know, our Albert Karshnia that, that uh, heads up our recruiting was knew, knew this knew this kid and, and his ability well from the time when he was coming out of Detroit. And, um, you know, for us, obviously a need uh, at that position based on some of the departures and and the versatility. That's what I really like about, about Richard is his versatility, not only to play a corner position, but to actually be the nickel and a roll down safety. Um, it, that That's... I'm telling you what, that being able to have that flexibility, we're, we're really happy that he chose to, you know, graduate early and, and chose to come to us. And again, a guy that's going to have two years of eligibility left. And uh, I imagine someone like that can play those different positions with all the hurry up and up tempo that other offenses are going for. It's nice to have him on the field to pluck him into those different spots if need be. So absolutely. And, it, and then it really helps you when, you know, the teams are going fast, maybe not being able to substitute, you know, some of the personnel groupings. He's going to be able to stay in there in a base package. Uh, and yet, if they spread you out, he's got the cover skills. We talk about his speed a little bit, and maybe if we want to get some hurdles out there, because he's got two <laughs> state titles as a 300 hurdler on top of winning three state titles for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. So, Coach, he's a winner, and he's pretty darn fast. No, that's absolutely right. And, and again, it, it – you hit it. I like the multiple athlete or multiple sport athletes, and and this is a guy that competed, obviously, uh, in in multiple sports, and that really what is huge. And then the last one, uh, Arian Harvey is a, a big fella coming. He's from the Chicago area. Went to Hudson Valley Community College. Tell us a little bit about him. Is he adds some depth to your offensive line? Yeah, absolutely. Is and and you know you touched on a guy last year that. Uh, you know, Ogay that, that came in from Iowa State and, and played guard for us and started every game until he was injured. Um, it, the depth at that position and where we needed some experience. I think we've got some great young players. Here we get a guy that has played for a couple years. He, he's got great size. He's, he should be able to really, really help us, uh, you know, at the tackle position. Um, you know, we, we lost three basically three starters in the O-line. So um, that was a position when we got here that we need to continue create some competition, number one, and get some guys in here that are ready to play. Now, with these three guys, just with the COVID stuff that has gone on, are they a little bit more behind than normal transfers coming in, and how do you handle that? Well, uh, yes and no. Um, you know, they'll be here early. They'll be here, uh, you know, on the 15th. Um, and, you know, we'll start to assimilate them into the Chippewa way. I think that's the biggest piece that we've got to be able to do and, and uh, you know, let these guys, uh, you know, interact and, and show who they are through the workout process and, you know, build some, uh, you know, uh, people within the program and with, on the team, all right, just getting to know those guys. And, and I know our players are excited to welcome them in. And, Coach, one more here before before we get uh, the Frankoviacs in here. You mentioned the Chippewa way, and I know you've talked about this. You mentioned it in your presser. You've stressed it to recruits. But what does it mean to you to come and play for Central Michigan football, and what is the Chippewa way in, in your mind when these kids are coming in to compete for you? Well, um, you know, some of those things are, are things that are in our team creed uh, that we actually start every meeting with. Um and these guys will memorize that quickly and and understand first and foremost um everything they do is bigger than themselves and uh one of the things and and one of the most important things that we have is is you know what you can do to affect others in a positive way and uh these are all three guys that are high character guys that I'm excited to be part of this team. Yeah, we're looking forward to watching them, and, and I think just the 
momentum that we're continuing to gain. It's just exciting, as, as we talked about, to be around campus again and just starting to feel that football weather coming around and getting excited for these voluntary workouts. You, you can kind of sense it starting that momentum, starting to come back, and the fall is getting ever closer every week that we do this thing. Yeah, the excitement in the last team meeting that we just had, uh, you know, when, when we said we were able to put and in, in explain the plan and – those guys were ready to jump through the screen, you know, to to get back and get going. All right, Coach, uh, we're going to go ahead and bring on this week's guest. I know we've talked about him a little bit, but it's a two-for-one special. Tell us a little bit about who we well, got this well, week. Well, this, this, this is so much fun. I mean, doing this podcast and, and just bringing on the different people who have, uh, you know, impacted Central Michigan to the way they have. And uh, obviously, in this case, we, we've got Mike and – and uh, Gay Evers, Frank Kobiak. How are you guys doing today? We're fine. Good. Sure. I, I I just, you know, got to run through a couple things. You know, Mike, obviously, uh, you know, you were uh, the quarterback of the 74 National Championship team. Uh, obviously, a lot of people maybe didn't realize, but kicker, punter, kind of do it all, you know, as we did. Uh, you know, an All-American and 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 then a third round draft choice by the Broncos played. Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to talk and ask a little bit about this. You know, as we get on, but I don't think a lot of people realize your flexibility. Both played as a fullback and a tight end when you were with Buffalo, and and obviously come to a bunch of games. And then Gay, who might you might be the biggest fan we have, wouldn't you say that, Gay? I would say probably the biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and obviously you obviously as a graduate as well, and both of you having long careers with Morgan Stanley. And, and uh, I just want to say welcome and thanks so much for being here with us. Uh, we're glad to be here. Good. Awesome. <laughs> well, you know, Gay, let me kind of start with you. I've got to ask just a couple questions about, first of all, a little bit, you know, tell me about the impact of Central Michigan and what it's had on your life. Um, I guess I would start out by saying that I fell in love with Central the minute I saw it. Saying that, I was about 10 years old the first time I saw it, and I saw Winter <laughs> Hall, and I thought it was just the most beautiful place I'd ever seen. And then when I saw it again, I had no idea <laughs> that, at that time, I would be going to Central, and when I saw it, I thought, this is a place for me. It, Central had a huge impact on my life because I think a lot had to do with the football team and that there was so much pride and um, winning that national championship. It was just fun. I had fun, and it instilled confidence in me from a background Central from, you know, I came from a little farm town, Sparta, Michigan, and I grew a lot. And I would say it made me the person that I am today. Oh, man, that's great. And and, and Mike, obviously being a, a huge part of, of the football program and the tradition and, and the things that go along with it, you know, I've just got to kind of specifically ask you a little bit because I know the fans will want to know, Tell me some memories of that 74 national championship game, uh, you as a player, and kind of the emotions that go through, and 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 then when you look back on it, what it what it meant. Well, at the championship game itself was kind of a, a whirlwind. Uh, everything just happened so quickly over a three week three week span. Uh, I can honestly say that during my senior year, I think the fact that we were so successful is we had no idea how good we were and that there was um, there were more games to be played at the end of the season. Uh, the Division II National Championship had only been uh, concocted, I think, two years prior to 1974. And our coaches did a great job and I know you probably instill this in your players coach that, and it's probably an overused uh, term in sports, but one game at a time, one play at a time. So we just looked at each game as it came along. And I, and I swear, I know people are going to say either he was a little ignorant or the coaches were just uh, so good 
at keeping us uh, blind for what was ahead. But we weren't even aware that there was a, there were more games to be played and that there was a, a championship uh, tournament at the end of the year. And I think the last game or two, we ended up winning, I think we were nine and one. And so we were rated sixth. And then we found out we had more games to play and it's like, okay, that's good. That'll be fun. <laughs> um, and then we proceeded to beat three teams that were all ranked higher than us. And it was like, I don't think we knew how good we were. It was just one game at a time. And that was the first time any of us had been on national TV or even flown on a, uh, an airplane. <laughs> so when we finally got out to California, I think it was like, okay, we beat Akron number four. We beat Louisiana Tech, who was number one. And now we're going to play number two, oh, ho-hum. But I remember it wasn't – it was a glorious, glorious game, and it was a fantastic feeling afterwards. But preceding the game, it was like the Camellia Bowl was played on a glorified high school field. And it was end of the year, so it was all muddy and brown and just dirt. And they spray-painted it green. But that didn't matter – one lick to us. I mean, we were on national TV. I think we had Bud Wilkinson, wow. uh, Jim Simpson yeah. doing the uh, interviews, and I think, um, or doing the broadcast. And I think we were more interested in when we were introduced, what kind of gesture are we going to make? Like <laughs> the fist or the wink or whatever, because this is all new to us. And uh, I don't think we were nervous. I think we were new. I think, we, well, I know we knew we were good, but not that good. And it was just a, it was the perfect storm. And we, um, we scored on our first play and it just, um, it was a, um, a snowball from there. Everything just worked out well. I mean, we had a good game plan. We had fantastic players and, uh, 54 points later, it was all said and done. It was just, uh, and it's been 40, almost 46 years, and I still think about it a lot, lying in bed at night or whatnot. It was just, I mean, there were more important things in life, uh, working, uh, getting education, finding the perfect wife, having a great little dog. <laughs> but that one just sticks in your mind because it was the culmination of a team effort, and it was just, it was perfect. And um Great, it's great memories. I mean, sure. uh, that game and doing it, representing that community and that school. I mean, the community, Mount Pleasant was unbelievable. There were signs in all windows and storefronts and on the dorm windows and doors. And it was just a culmination of a whole community coming together and couldn't have been a more poignant and perfect moment in my life. So oh, that's great. I look back on it with so much pride and yeah. always will. Yeah. Now, Gay, I've got to ask you, were you able to be there or where did you watch the game? I watched the game uh, from my house in uh, Sparta, Michigan, because I didn't have the money to go. No. I have to be right. <laughs> so uh, even though I really wanted to go, more than anything, um, I had to watch it from Sparta, Michigan. Sure. Now, I, I guess I, you know, I, I, I've got to ask this to Gay is, uh, okay, after thinking about exactly what kind of gesture, you know, that the, the guys were going to give when they got introduced, what, what was Mike's gesture? Do you remember when they showed that clip and, and, and uh, introduced him as a starting quarterback? Oh, yeah. I, do. I remember he didn't, he put, up, but he just kind of shook it like with confidence. <laughs> oh man, that's great. So, you know, after that, after that kind of, you know, that game, and 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 now comes, you know, and and Mike, in your case, it 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 comes now that opportunity that you might, hey, I might have a chance to play in the National Football League, and obviously things are a lot different now than they were then uh, from that standpoint, but. You know, as as the draft came towards and and that type of thing, tell us a little bit how that kind of went for you uh, being a third rounder with the Broncos. Well, it, looking back, everything kind of 
you know, took me by surprise. I mean, attending Central Michigan, that was never my goal. Um, and winning a national championship was never in our mind, my mind. Everything just kind of worked out perfectly. Uh, the fact that we were on national television for three playoff games obviously helped me um, get drafted. And uh, the unfortunate thing was after we won our final game, uh, I couldn't come back with the team. And uh, I, I, from what I heard, that was just a fantastic moment. The town welcoming them back because I had been selected to play an East-West Shrine game, mm -hmm. which was a great honor in itself. And, uh, but, you know, I didn't think a whole lot about the draft at that time. You know, even today, if you listen to players, there are mixed signals and messages going out. Well, I think so-and-so's interested in me, and I think so-and-so's interested in me. And everybody, every player that's ever been drafted thinks the Dallas Cowboys are going to draft them. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> America's team. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They do such a great job at networking. Uh, everyone uh, thinks, okay, they reached out to me. They gave me a call. Um but I didn't really have any ex expectations to where I'd be drafted or if I'd be drafted. It's not like today where the the media does the fine once over on every player and they get inundated with questions and you know and um, they didn't. I guess there was a it wasn't really a pro day. I remember, gee, I think it was the Cincinnati Bengals came out for my one pro day. Right. <laughs> and I remember throwing up throwing to one of our receivers on top of um, Finch Hall, or not Finch, uh, Rose Arena, up on the track. And that was my only pro day. So I didn't really know what was going to happen with the draft. And actually, I was at the cabin <laughs> that day. <laughs> You know, you see all these guys in their 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 tuxedos and, and you know, and it's last time you know sitting in their living rooms. You're you're at the cabin. That was the only time in my four years I was uh, ever at the cabin. I was kind right. Of a, yeah, yeah, I got goody, you. Sure. Goody, 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 I didn't want to ever risk or jeopardize what I had going for me in my uh, scout <laughs> whatnot. So I was in the cabin shooting pool when. Someone told me, because there were no cell phones back then, right. that they had heard that I had been drafted in the third round. And I went back to my dorm and received a call from uh, John Ralston, who was mm -hmm. the head coach of the Denver Broncos at that time, to welcome me aboard and what I thought about being a Bronco. And I told him, <laughs> great, fantastic. I mean, this was something I had never envisioned. I never grew up saying I had to be a pro football player. I wanted to be a pro football player. The whole idea of it was a pretty scary um, endeavor. But it just it just worked out. And uh, it was something I'm grateful for. I was blessed to have the talent to achieve that um, accomplishment. And uh, it was... It was um, it was a great experience. I can't say it was the most fun I've ever had. Obviously... Um, Achieving something I thought unachievable with guys that I played for for four years was a lot different than going into a business environment where the pressure to perform every day and practice, especially when you're not a star, was somewhat overwhelming. But uh, to experience it and to say I stepped on a field and played football with um, Walter Payton, Jim Turner, um, Floyd Little, up close and personal, it was special. Wow, Hall of Fame guys, and you know, I, I, uh, you know, you think about how different that is. I just, I love those stories, you know. But yeah, some guy told me when I was shooting pool that I just got drafted. I mean, I just think that is fantastic, <laughs> man. That is awesome. And so, so Gay, I've got to ask you this, okay? So you, you were at Central, and and obviously, uh, um, you know, I've got to ask you about these two clubs, okay? I got to mm -hmm. ask you, what is the Newman Club and then Zeta Tau Alpha? All right. So fill me in on those. Well, you know, funny you asked me about the Newman Club because <laughs> I don't know what the Newman Club is. <laughs> I got I just you. Read that. I got you. <laughs> I just read that. I went back and yeah. looked over things and I said to Michael, they 
say I was in the Newman Club. So, <laughs> so I, I, you know what? Here's what we're going to do, Gabe. Because of that, I think that you, I think you and I, we're going to start a movement, and we're going to start the Newman Club at, at Central Michigan, and and we'll come up with something, right? <laughs> Zeta Tau Alpha is the sorority that I belong to. Sure. And, and, and did, uh, now, did they have a house on campus? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the big gray house on uh, South Main. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, through that sisterhood, do you stay in touch with some of those people? Yes, I do. Man, yeah, that's great. And they were, they were the number one sorority on campus. And Michael used to uh, call me there. But I didn't date Michael in college. That's the one thing people think. We went together all through college. We didn't. He did yeah. call it me out. But, uh. You were too cool for him in college, weren't you? <laughs> no, I lost out to a defensive tackle. That's <laughs> I love that. That is such a great story. So, you know, I, I think it's interesting because, you, know, you, you, uh, you know, you build relationships and and then sometimes even those relationships based on people that – uh, might have gone to Central or had a connection. You know, I, I understand it that you guys were close friends with, with Dick Enberg. And uh, obviously a guy's done so much for this place. Tell me kind of a little bit about that and how that kind of struck up. Yeah, Gay had a, a closer personal relationship with Dick because they, I think it's because they both grew up on small farms. So they, they could identify uh, with each other. I think I had a more professional relationship with Dick because I always idolized him, listening to him do the Masters, Wimbledon, Super Bowls, and I just thought he was the best. And I always thought how cool it would be to meet him. And I kept saying, well, why haven't I? Because, you know, I I found success at Central, and he found success coming from Central. And Gail will tell you the story with how they met. But he was a wonderful, wonderful man to sit and tell stories with him. Uh, It was just a a fun day, an interesting day, an informative time. Uh, And I think what he really respected me for, what he really thought, I know Mike's a great person, is because I married gay. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, you're chalking up all kinds of good points on this thing today. Now, Mike, I'm telling you, man, this is awesome. So <laughs> they had they had they had a they had a great personal relationship and I'll I'll let her tell the story of how we met. She can tell it much better and it's more poignant than what I might say. Sure. Well, Todd Anson, who's one of our best friends, invited us to come to the dedication of the atrium mm-hmm. in the event center, which was dedicated to his father. And he said, "I really want you to come because I want you to meet." Dick Enberg and I thought, okay, we'll go, we'll go to that. And I was really intimidated because I used to listen to him on um, Breakfast at Wimbledon. So when I met him, uh, he looked at me and he looked at the board in the event center and he said to me, "It's a really long name." And I said, "Yeah." And then he started walking, turned around and looked at me and he said. I like people who give back. So I was so touched by that, and so was Michael, that we invited him to come out to Montana. And um, I really got to know him. And my father was an apple grower and a farmer, and his father was an apple grower and a farmer. Mm. And both came from humble beginnings, and we talked about outhouses and types of apples. Everything that was, and um, he was a very sensitive guy. He could be brought to tears pretty easy on stories, and so am I. I'm sensitive, and we just became the best friends. And I just I learned a lot from him. He he's very kind. He was very humble. Never forgot where he came from. Um, and I just think that he was a great storyteller. He and Michael bonded that way out at Yellowstone. He sat down with Tom Weisskopf, um, and they started telling stories. And Mike said that was one of the best days of his life because they kept trading these wonderful stories. But 
He's he was a very giving person and a very sensitive person. Wow. That and and you know it, it's 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 amazing the impact and again the the networking of a place and really that that's a story of Central Michigan and you know Chippewas taking care of Chippewas I I just think that that's a fantastic thing did uh, you know I've got to ask I I you know during all this uh, were you up in Montana at the Yellowstone Club or were you where where were you guys kind of sequestered. Oh, just recently? Yeah, just recently. Yeah, we were there for seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, that, Mark, uh, what a great place to be. <laughs> well, Coach, knowing Montana as well as you do, you know the safest place in the country. <laughs> well, you know, I, I wasn't going to bring anything up, but they were kind of trying to keep that a secret to keep people out of there. <laughs> you know, I just, I was, uh, that we I do know. Welcome, we, yeah, we weren't welcoming New Yorkers in California. <laughs> That's for sure. Stay it, away. So when are you going to get back to Michigan and, and Beaver Island? Uh, probably in about three weeks. Good. But Michigan's more closed down than Montana was. Sure. <laughs> I guess it's opening up. Yeah. But. Good. We were just talking about that uh, before, kind of, you know, with our team, uh, you know, kids are starting to get welcome back on campus a little bit and, and some of the things in town you know, starting to open up. So, you know, it's really, it's really good to see. And, and, uh, yet I do know, uh, you know, I, uh, we met some, met some people who, uh, work up there at the Yellowstone club over this, uh, time period that, uh, um, you know, I thought, thought it was great. And, and then, uh, did mention that I actually know somebody up there, which is awesome. So <laughs> that is great, but, uh, well, I got to tell you, this was just a blast, and uh, I want to say personally thank you, uh, you know, just just for for giving back, number one, but being great Chippewas, it just uh, means so much to us, and, and guys, I just want to say thanks, man. I really appreciate you doing this. Hey, Coach, can I interject? Can sure. I ask you a question? Absolutely. Okay, what? how do you envision this uh, season – unfolding i've just been reading some uh information some articles about the practice time and all that and that's pretty much up in the air and a little controversial but do you anticipate a full season with fans you know uh i do um and and yet um we're going to do it to the best of our abilities and and obviously the safest way for this for our players and, and the people in the organization but i really believe um, we're headed in, down the right path. I think we're learning more, and we talked about it uh, before you guys got on a little bit about just all the different details and protocol uh, it, it's going to be to keep our guys uh, safe and healthy. Um, and yet I think in some ways there's some practices that, that, that we're doing that I think are going to be here forever that I think are good. You know, I really do as, as we've – as we've gone through the protocol, but, uh, you know, our, our, uh, our message, um, our focus is, is moving forward to, uh, you know, kicking off that game against San Jose state right here in our home stadium, uh, with a fantastic new building that, that I got to tell you, it's just so exciting. And, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm excited about it. And I guess more than anything, I think for our players, Mike, um, I think during this, they realized how much they missed it and maybe took it for granted, you know, um, not being able to be in that, you know, being with the, their teammates and not working out. And, that, you know, and not I, – I really think they, they are excited to come back and, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what our team can put on the field this year. So, great question. I love it. Gay, you've got to have one for me, don't you? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is all, this is, look, the one thing about our podcast, I mean, it's, everything's on the table. That's right. right? Everything goes. (laughs) It's okay. So she wants wants to know who came up with the Newman Club. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm with you. And you know what? I'm, I'm actually the research because I. I actually tried to go in and I thought, you know what? Maybe this is some secret society that, that 
no one knows about. And yet, you know what? I think from here on out, we're, we're going to figure out whoever this Newman was, he could have he, he or she's going to have a club named after him, and, and we're going to go forward with it. I love it. So, well, my, my first response to that was, is that John Newman? I, I didn't know John <laughs> Newman was a defensive tackle. Now, uh, in my championship year, he was from Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, which is my hometown. And um, there were, well, there were very few, and there have been very few athletes that came from that area that went to Central, which is always kind of surprising. But John Newman uh, was a great football player, and uh, he died in a car accident. Um, some years after that championship season. He's one of the few players, knock on wood, that have left us early. Um, and he was idolized by a lot of people that um, played with him. He was a wild guy, but he was just a consummate football player and teammate. So um, outside of providing a, a few kudos for a great player, I thought maybe somehow the award was named after him, but just throwing that out there. Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> Newman from Seinfeld. That's what yeah, I thought. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. I tell you, you two guys are so much fun to be around and and uh, just love it when you come back and visit us and and uh, was really excited when you came up to the barn after one of the games and, and uh, you know, it just means so much and uh, – I just want to say thank you, and thanks for being great, Chips. Well, I want to say thank you to you for making Central great again. I was very proud of last year, and I'm looking forward yeah, this to this is gonna year. Yeah, this is going to be a great year. Um, I could see – I saw last year where you took the MAC by surprise uh, just by your organization, coaching skills, the players' desire. Uh, I think the MAC – was totally surprised and i think what was it one coach was it akron game and without using four letter words like what the what the blank have you guys been doing in the offseason <laughs> you're not going to sneak up on anyone but i think you'll you'll continue to um, wow all the teams and the fans um in the max so i have no doubt it's going to be a great year just how great will it be yeah thanks so much i really appreciate that and i you know i mean it it doesn't happen without great leadership, and as you guys know, President Davies and Michael Alford, and you know, I've just been able to bring in a great staff, and and uh, you know what, more than anything, that that really helps our players, and ultimately, the reason we do this, it's about the kids and about the players, and uh, it's great to see smiles on their faces as well. So, uh, but I appreciate that, and again, uh, thanks so much. Uh, travel safe. Um, uh, just kind of a side note, um, for whatever it's worth, as, as beautiful as that place is at Beaver Island, be awful tough for me to leave the Yellowstone Club in Montana only because of my personal notes. So. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get you up to Beaver and to Yellowstone this year. Oh, that'd be great. I, I really appreciate that. You guys have a great day, and, and again, I, I really appreciate you uh, being on with us. Thanks so much. Thank Our you. pleasure. All right. Fire up chips. Fire up chips. There you go. Well, thanks so much to the Frankoviacs for coming on, Gay Ebers, Frankoviac, and Michael as well. Two people that you can tell just love this university, and they are still giving back and coming back and supporting athletics, supporting this university as a whole, and uh, great to hear from them. No, it, it, and uh, I've been really fortunate to be able to meet them and, and – uh, you know, and consider them friends. You know, I mean, you can tell. Uh, and it and the coming back is the, it's awesome. You know, they're, they're very supportive in everything that we're doing. And you can really tell through that interview the impact Central Michigan University had on their two lives and, and very successful lives um, as, as, as they've attributed a, a lot of that to this place. And they made a big impact and came back last year to watch a game because Gay was actually one of the grand marshals at the homecoming parade. So, of course, you guys beat New Mexico State, and I'm sure they got to watch that game. But it just tells you how highly regarded they are that they selected Gay to, to step in and, and have that opportunity and come back to Mount Pleasant. And uh, great to have those two supporting the Maroon and Gold. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, that's what's kind of been fun even about this show. Just the, 
the the different people that that we can visit with and and uh you know that have impacts in one way or another on cmu yeah there's a lot of people that support this university that support the football program and athletics as whole and uh, always great to catch up with them coach great to catch up with you this week it was nice to see you in person back here in mount pleasant i know the staff's all here working hard in the trailers you guys are keeping the social distance but also getting back to work so happy to have more football things happening as we get closer to the fall no it it and it's amazing when you do it. You know, it's 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 real. You know, there for a while when you're doing everything virtually. You know, and and uh, you know we still carry our virtual meetings with our players. That's going to be part of our um, standard piece uh, moving forward here in this this summer session. Uh, you know, just to kind of still try to eliminate you know that that in-person close contact, um, but. Uh, knowing that those guys are back and, and uh, we're really excited about it. And, and uh, you know, as a coach, now you can kind of start to feel it again. Yeah, start to get ready for the season and start to kind of push some of the other stuff aside and just get dialed in. And, and you know, I think that, that Mike made a great point. You know, you kind of came in and it was unknown last year from, from fans, from the conference, what CMU was going to look like. Well, you made it to the to the MAC championship game, and now you try and back that up with year two. They're going to know a little bit more about you, so it's going to put a little bit more on your plate, I would imagine. Yeah, but that's uh, you know I I kind of like it that way. Yeah. I, 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 I and I'm not sure we even knew. You know, I mean, even as a team, I think as every week went on, we learned something about ourselves uh, that we didn't know the week before, and in. You know, when you become a, a, a consistent winning program, that's one of the things that you're able to do is is constantly uh, evolve, constantly reinvent, and yet at the same time constantly develop what that's going to be. Um, I'm excited to see what this team's going to be all about. Um, you know, one of the things we'd love to do is, uh, you know, eliminate one word out of, kind of what happened to us last year and you know I uh, that's going to be kind of a battle cry for us and I'm just going to dangle that there and and uh you know as as I had last year the only sign I had in my office is it sits right there is dead last uh which we were picked and, and now this year's motto is is you know what uh let's get rid of one word you're good at the teasing thing. I think that's because you started the podcast, so you're, you're playing in with the radio. <laughs> oh, yeah, that radio right. tease, you're giving yeah. it to us right now. Yeah, I guess. But, uh, you know, for our team, that, that's got to be our goal. Yeah. Uh, eliminate one word. Well, I can tell, Coach, I can, I can see it in your eye that you're getting ready to go and you're excited about the season. You talked about it with the team meeting. The guys are fired up for the for the season as well, and uh, we're looking forward to it as well. As fans and followers and supporters of you and the program, we can't wait to get going in the fall and see that first game against San Jose State. Well, and then, you know, our first true radio show at Hunter's Ale House. That's what right? everybody's looking and, forward and, to. And, you know, the sponsor by Fabiano Brothers is many, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah, me too. Well, hey, I, I'm going to try and make you a promise. I'm going to see if I can find some clippers or find a, an open barber shop because I think they're open next week. See if I can get my hair trimmed next time I see you. Well, for whatever it's worth, I, I, I've got a bowl at the house I can nah. bring in. And we, we, can, we can handle that, all right? Basically, get some video of seeing yeah. that. You're just shaving my head. I don't think anybody wants that. Right. No, it, it, it's good, and it's great to see you and, and appreciate you putting up with me with these podcasts. Hey, I'm always uh, I'm always willing to talk CMU football with you, Coach. So thanks again, and we'll, we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Can't wait.